Hi, I'm Rail Bricker, and I'll be one of your hosts for the Business Excellence Podcast. Hi, and I'm Lindsay Adams. I'm the co-host. And together, we're going to be talking about what makes up business excellence. And we believe that you can never be perfect. All you can be is excellent. And in our businesses and in our lives, we want to achieve excellence. And that's why this is the Business Excellence Podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Business Excellence Podcast. With me, as usual, is my co-host from Brisbane, Lindsay Adams. Hello, it's Lindsay. Welcome. And our guest, Amanda Lambrose, Relationships Counselor, Grief and Recovery Method Counselor, TEDx Speaker, and a professional speaker and certified speaking professional. Welcome, Amanda. Hi, Rail. Hey, Lindsay. Amanda, it's so good to have you here again. We um, we had you on a little while ago and we talked about why date night is good for business. And, you know, given the current COVID crisis, I wanted uh, to look at mental health and self-care. And I know you and I have talked about this and, and I think it's worthy of some discussion for our listeners. So, you know, why is that so critical, so important at this moment in our lives? I think one of the most important things, especially for your listeners who are in business, what we tend to do is people in business tend to focus on the business, making the business work, making sure everyone's happy, da, 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 da. So they're, they're spinning a lot of plates. And oftentimes, one of those plates is not their own mental health and their own self-care. So they are typically busy looking after everyone on their team and making sure their team is okay. But A, if they don't have the skills themselves to help other people, how are they going to help them? And secondly, what are they doing to make sure that their own mental health is in check so that they're the best version of themselves to be able to help out others? So I think there's a few things here that are really worthwhile kind of talking about, especially in business. And so how do people, let's start with, you know, the basic manager type role. Um, How do they learn about mental health, both from their own self-care, but also more specifically to look after their own team. You know, I've been in Australia 20 years and, you know, I I learned very quickly on the she'll be right, mate, the Australian Mm. term. And And I'm not convinced that that really applies. Yeah, unfortunately, that's one of those old sayings that doesn't really apply to mental health and business. And um, in Australia, we are actually quite privileged in that we have a program that started in Melbourne quite a few years ago called Mental Health First Aid. And you can find facilitators all across Australia, and it's actually now international as well. I am one of those facilitators, hence the reason I have a little bit of bias around this area. But what mental health first aid does is it gives people a really great snapshot and basic understanding of what anxiety is, what depression is, what psychosis is, what substance use disorders are, and how to help someone that they feel is actually struggling. So sometimes, you know, like, I'm sure we've all watched enough Hollywood movies that you kind of go, yeah, I get that that's what depression looks like, or that's what anxiety looks like. But most of us don't actually really know what the signs and symptoms of anxiety and depression are. Um, And so if we had a friend who was struggling with anxiety or depression, most of us also don't know how to help out. So we've gone out of our way to ask things like, are you okay? So we have an are you okay day here in Australia. Um, But then what happens if the person says no? So it's great to say, hey, are you okay? And they go, yeah, because you're like, 
thank goodness I don't have to continue this conversation. But the minute someone turns around and goes, actually, I'm not okay, I'm really struggling. Then the person asking kind of goes, oh, God, what do I say now? And they're almost like left with this, I have no clue how to continue this conversation. Like, I'd love to help, but I don't know how. And I think that's possibly one of the best things people can do is actually start asking about where can I do some mental health first aid training? Where can I actually go and learn more about this? Um, For corporate partners, we do corporate leaders, and it's a 90-minute, essentially a lunch and learn. Wow. about mental health first aid right. and how they can actually support their staff. So, um, Amanda, how do people find, is it just they go to Google and Google um, mental health first aid? Is there a website? Yeah. or So there's you can go directly to my website, which is amandalambros.com, or better yet, you can go to mental health first aid, so MHFA, .com.au and you can find all the facilitators all across Australia and when they're running programs. Fantastic. So yeah, it's pretty amazing. And most of us are national facilitators. So I'll do training over in Brisbane and, and Sydney. I do a lot of my trainings via Zoom now as well. And so that I think is really important for staff, um, especially the larger companies that I work with that have kind of little cohorts of staff all over the place, like a little hub in Brisbane, a little hub in Melbourne, yeah. a little hub in Perth. And it's like, how do we get the same facilitator because we like that facilitator to manage our, all of our staff and give them the same understanding of mental health first aid. And that's where, you know, some of us great Zoom facilitators come into place. Yeah, yeah God bless Zoom. Um, so, okay, um, what can people do? I mean, what's just a couple of tips that we can uh, apply to ourselves to look after our own mental health? You know, I think it's, it's hard working, being alone, working from home, you know, inside these four walls sometimes. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that we all, usually people in business have a calendar and usually whatever is in our calendar, we tend to do. So if it's a meeting or if it's, you know, being a guest on a podcast, it's in my calendar and I show up to do it. And I think that's what people need to do with regard to their own mental health and their own self-care as well. So it's take the time to set 15 minutes aside every day that you're going to do something that you love doing. It, it actually may just be laying down on the floor and listening to some music and just relaxing for 15 minutes, set a timer away you go. It might be, you know, getting in the kitchen and actually making something really nice for your lunch or your dinner. Um, it could actually be putting on a pair of headphones and just belting out some songs at the top of your lungs, going for a walk around the block. Like there's so many different things we can do, but one of the biggest things we know is that if it's not in your calendar, you're not going to do it. And if you keep pushing it back, like, oh yeah, I'll get to it later because you have these business excuses, you know, usually they make money. Those business excuses are usually a nice way of making money. But the more that you're using those excuses and not focusing on your own mental health, the more you're going to put yourself in a position that you could actually struggle quite a lot. So calendar it. That'll be my first thing. Um, And secondly, I'm going to say, if you have an opportunity, buddy up with someone, buddy Mm -hmm. up and say, I want like an accountability buddy. Like, have you gone to your Pilates class today? Oh no, I missed it. Oh really? Well then how about tomorrow you and I go together? Because then when you have a buddy up person, you feel a, a, bigger sense of kind of commitment to doing something. accountability yeah yeah so buddy up <laughs> so, um, 
I was talking to a, a friend of mine in Paris. He's a, a consultant speaker, and he does a lot of work in the IT industry. He said that um, Microsoft had increased their productivity by 20% by sending all of their staff home during COVID. Um, I wonder I wonder whether Microsoft is measuring the mental health of that, uh, you know, those workers, because I, I actually think, you know, people feel an obligation to perform harder when they're at home and to be more productive because they're fearful that because they're not supervised, their boss will think they're slacking off. Do you think that oh, that's that, a good point? Do, do you think that that actually impacts people's mental health, the pressure of performing, you, you know, because statistically productivity has gone up a lot during COVID? Absolutely. I, I would kind of see, I, I'm going to say that I actually see both sides of the coin. I think productivity has gone up because people have put a lot more pressure on themselves. Like you're saying of, you know, I'm at home. I don't want my boss to think I'm slacking because I'm at home. And so they are driving that work a little more, but I see the other side of the coin too, where it's, I'm at home. I'm not interrupted by a lot of people who just keep coming to my desk and asking me questions. I'm like focused on what I'm doing when I need to take a break. I can very quickly move from my home office to my home kitchen and make myself my own cup of coffee. I don't have to take a 15 minute break to go down to the cafe and you know, all this kind of thing. So I kind of see both sides. I think that uh, some of the positive increase in productivity is because people are more relaxed. So they're at home, they're able to be in their own space in their own zone. And when they feel they need to get up and walk away from the computer and take a break, they really can. So that productivity is going to go up from that. However, as we know, there's also a lot of people who are struggling with their mental health because they're at home and they're not interacting with other people. So a lot of times people go to work so that they can have that collegial interaction with other people, which is really, really good for your mental health. Whereas being at home and isolated, it's not quite the same like picking up your phone and calling a colleague as it is just walking over to their desk and saying, hey, Susan, how's your day been? Well, that, let me ask you that the extending this home, this work from home, there are two challenges I see. The one is how do we recreate the virtual water cooler, which is this collegial <laughs> environment where you go and hang around the water cooler, hang around the coffee machine and, and actually talk to, to warm bodies. And then as a boss, how do you gauge, you know, when you don't have somebody sitting there who visibly you can, you know, look at, ask them a question and they, you, you gauge their physical response. Um, how do you do that? You know, cause zoom, Zoom, Microsoft Teams and WebEx are not suitable alternatives, but maybe the only ones we have. I think for both of those questions, um, recreating the virtual in that's really difficult. So the water cooler example, if you're the only person standing at your water cooler, you're the only person standing at your water cooler. Um, and so as much as you want to open up a Zoom meeting with 10 other people, it's not quite the same as when you just kind of bump into someone at work. I think the next challenge is for um, bosses when you can just kind of look across the floor and see who's doing okay. Like you can look at their baseline and go, yeah, that's how they normally look or that's how they normally sit or that's how, you know, whereas on Zoom, 
You don't know if people are dressed in their pajamas from the waist down. You don't know if they've literally just rolled out of bed and shown up with a really nice green screen background to have a conversation with you. So you really don't get to touch base with your staff. And I think that's why mental health training is so much more important. Because what we do know is that people who have mental health training are more likely to reach out for help, are more likely to say, hey, I'm struggling and I'm, I need to get some more help. And so... In Australia, we currently have one in five people who suffer from a mental illness. And of those, of that 20% of all Australians, roughly only 35% are actually seeking help. Now, here's some math right off the top of my head, but that means 65% of people who are suffering from any form of mental condition are not getting help. They're not seeking professional help for a variety of reasons. And I think that's really appalling. I think if someone is suffering, the last thing they should be doing is suffering in silence. They should be able to feel comfortable enough that their boss knows about mental health and that, you know, their management team knows about it. So that if I reach out to my management team, they're not going, oh, just pull your socks up. You'll be fine, mate. I want them to actually say, yeah, seriously, let's get you some help right now. And here's some steps that I've learned to be able to help you. So I'm biased, but I think mental health first aid is something that should be mandatory on all uh, inductions into every company at all in Australia. And if you need me to help you out with that, I'm more than happy to do that. <laughs> so Amanda, one, one question. Have the Beyond Blue, Are You Okay, et cetera, et cetera, campaigns, have they helped destigmatize mental health? So what they've helped do is they've actually helped bring some awareness to it. So it's becoming less and less taboo or less stigmatized, which is great, but it still hasn't provided too much information as to where to go. Because although Beyond Blue is a phenomenal organization, if I said to someone with depression, well, just go to Beyond Blue and kind of like filter through their resources and you'll find something. No, that's going to make someone even more depressed. That's like the worst thing you could do to someone. As a professional who sees clients, yeah, I'll go to the website and I'll find the right resources, but you would never, it's like telling someone to go and do a Google search. Yeah, That's okay. the last thing someone wants. They really want a direct resource. And most of us are not equipped to be able to do that. Okay. Well, Amanda, I, I think the, um, you know, the message is clear. We've got to look after ourselves. We've got to look after our team. We've got to look out for our buddies at work. Um, thank you so much for uh, sharing and, uh, you know, the, the mental health first aid, that's, that's a real critical piece. So, Amanda, again, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? One of the best things they can do is go to my website, www.amandalambros, which is L-A-M-B-R-O-S.com, cool. and they can email me directly as well, info at amandalambros.com. Too excellent. Thank you, Amanda. Thank Thanks, you. Lindsay and Rail, for having me. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you for joining us today on the Business Excellence Podcast. And we'll see all our listeners on the next episode. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Business Excellence Podcast.